man, that's weird. But again, like the only reason I even got far is because I was just smart enough to. I was just smart enough to just like, well, he's smart, you know. Not not even try and still make it. Yeah, I didn't try, but like he's smart, uh, he could pass. Right, right. But I didn't. Like, but again, like I said, the, when, that's the people don't understand that the social element of growing up is very important. Well, no, you're right because I'm just gonna say this, like. Because that's what either encourages you or just to 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 show your you know how bright you are and you know every time you say something smart or say something not smart in a you know in a bad way but like intelligent when whenever you do speak intelligently or you get a correct answer if you get that reinforcement that's that positive yeah you know you're gonna you're gonna try to do it again and then conversely you know. Um, if you're given if you're given negative stuff, yeah, you're gonna you're just gonna go with whatever. What am I trying to say? Help me out. No, I mean like when. So I, I, I'll put you like this: when I was in a positive environment, I flourished. Right. When I was not in a positive environment, I could have flourished, but I, I sank into myself. Okay. I I am admitting that I sank into myself. I just didn't try. I didn't care. Honestly, I was that kid in school who was there who just didn't want to be there. Yeah, that's that was me too. Yeah, I just didn't want, and I want to be there because the kid, the kids didn't like. I felt like the kids didn't like me. The teachers didn't like me. They always pointed out that I was different. You know, like you said, it wasn't right. an everyday thing, but it was almost like an everyday thing. Like somebody always had to say something about you being African or you being black or your name being different. Because my name was long, <laughs> so every time my name was mentioned, it was a, it was a spectacle. You know, right. Because it was so foreign to everybody, you know? It was long and it was foreign. So it's just like, everywhere I went, there was always something, you know? Hmm. And, you know, the most, one of the most embarrassing things that ever happened to me? What's that? When I was in school, we had a Nigerian teacher. Right. And every time someone gets to my name, it's always, an, it's always something, right? <laughs> like roll call? Right. So right. It's always like, laughing or pausing or confusion or whatever <laughs> but one day this nigerian teacher said my name perfectly uh-huh the whole thing perfectly <laughs> and then the whole class just went up in an uproar of laughter because they've never heard it said like that before oh the whole you, he said it perfectly my whole for perfectly and in an so nigerian accent and everything they were used to people mispronouncing it, and, yeah, and yeah. and messing it up. But with it with, with an English accent, uh, this man said it perfectly with a Nigerian accent, and everybody, Nigerian. the whole class, just burst it out laughing. And then the guy was like, "What? What? That's the name of my first son." And then his laughter just continued. <laughs> it was crazy. I remember that like it was yesterday. I was like, oh, man. But, but those are those moments where you're just sitting in class like, oh, man, why the hell do I got to be here right now? He said first son. That's the name of my, my first, first son. Son. Like, I'm, like, I'm sitting here like, and everybody's just laughing. Everybody's just laughing. That's why I became a funny guy because I was just used to get laughed at. I was like, let me just be funny, you know? Oh, no. Oh, that's great. That is, that is a great story, man. But, but here's the sad part, though. Another th- another thing that I want to mention the other the other thing I want to mention is that although I was intelligent I was never I was not always in an environment where learning was important because hmm. I mean I'm sad it's, it's hard sad to say but some black schools and some black classrooms 
learning is not that important. Like they don't, there's not an emphasis on, and the teachers try, but the kids just don't want to learn. I, um, I don't think I ever experienced Right. That. That's what I'm saying. I went to a, a, a predominantly white school for my first year of high school. Yeah. Because I played basketball. My brothers went there to play basketball. So I followed to play basketball. Right. Mm-hmm. That experience opened my eyes. That was the first time. For me personally, maybe in a long time or ever, but it was the first time I was in a classroom that was quiet, that the, te- mm. the teacher taught, and nobody talked, and everybody was smart, and you know it was crazy. I mean, that was that was my culture shock. Wow, I um, yeah, I've never. No, seriously, that was my culture shock. I'm used to. People laughing, beating on desks, you know, conver- right. conversations going from what we're supposed to be learning to something else. I'm used to always being the smartest kid in the class, but also always being the outcast in the class. It's crazy. This it is a crazy, weird place to be. You know, um, I'm used to people just making fun of people, just, just uh, girls. I mean, it was gr- schools were fashion shows. Black schools, black schools were fashion shows. I mean, there was so much going on. When I went to that white school, and it was a private school, so it was white private school. So we wore a uniform. That's the first time. Okay. That's the first time I had to wear a uniform. I mean, the environment was just so different. I, I what? Go ahead. What school was it? What school was this? Bishop Dennis J. O'Connell in Arlington, Virginia. Arlington. Or Falls Church, Falls Church, Virginia. Damn, man. How how long of a commute was that? I don't know. I mean, we're, if you grew up around D.C., you're used to riding the Metro. Like, the Metro is a part of your life. Oh, you took the Metro? We took the Metro to, to school, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay, I'm sorry. I, didn't, I, just, I was just curious as to what school. Yeah, Go it, was, a, it was a private school in, in Falls Church, Virginia. It was a private school. Um, it was a Catholic school. So that's the first time I've been introduced to a Catholic school and a private school. Wow. And had I known what I know now, you know, I probably would have tried to stay there, but I mean, it worked out either way. But it changed my perspective about life, school, education, everything. I mean, I know that I experienced racism at that school, but it wasn't so overt, right? Right. But it was the first time in my in my in my education up until that point where kids weren't just making fun of me because I was African. You know, you know, I didn't always have to like. Being a conf, I, I no confrontation wasn't you know, uh, routine, you know. Okay, okay. I'm sure yeah. I'm sure they thought I was a dumb black kid or whatever or whatever they thought, but they didn't say it out loud. Right. <clears throat> and the funny thing is that because I was a basketball player and I was a black kid, like the girls were just in love with me. It was crazy. Really? Not all of them, but some of them. Like, and I and I didn't experience that at the black school because you know, you know, you know. That's a whole conversation about bl- colorism and stuff in the black community, but I didn't, ex- I didn't experience that at the black school, right? But at the white school, like the white girls, the Spanish girls, I'm like, what the hell? Like, I'm, a, I'm all, all, all of a sudden, I'm popular. <laughs> so this was a co-ed private. School. It was a co-ed private school. It was a Catholic school. We played. We went there to play basketball. I was there one year. Okay. But that year, I mean, it was just so different. The experience was so different that if forever. Matter of fact, the people who gave me the hardest time at the private school 
Yeah. Were the other black basketball players. <laughs> wow. It's crazy. It's crazy. Wow. They're the people who gave me the hardest time. I mean, you know, I think the other kids were afraid of us, you know? Right. So they probably, <laughs> but, and I actually got that. That's the first time. <clears throat> that's the first time I got, I got into a fight at that school. You got into a fight one year there? Yeah, I beat somebody up, actually. But I didn't get in trouble. What What happened? Like, we were happen? playing basketball, and then we just started talking trash. Like, we just started yelling, and I just got angry. We were just going at it. It was, yeah. it was like a white Spanish kid. Okay. And we were just going. He was like, with a, like a bad boy type dude. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But Mario Lopez. Yeah, we were just going at it. We are going at it. But he was like a little whiter, more white, though. But we was going at it. And yeah. And I just lost it. I just lost, <laughs> and in the locker, this is in the gym, and yeah. and I, I whipped it, I, I whipped them. We were done, and everybody said whatever, and nothing happened. <laughs> I, that's another thing about black schools. I, I, that's another thing about black schools that I noticed. Black schools prepare kids for being criminals. Mm, with the detention, because I got and, tr- and all anytime I did one small thing, suspension, suspension, detention. Oh, seriously, no. Any small thing that happens, suspension, suspension, detention. Like, they were grooming me to tell me that I'm a bad person. Right. At the private school, I got in trouble. I mean, I beat somebody up, and it was like nothing happened. I got, did the teachers even know? Like, did uh, any of the teachers even know? I don't know. I mean, somebody brought I don't know. I mean, but, the, wow. but these are like, but the white gym teachers are like the, you know those stereotypical gym teachers like on TV? Yeah. The big ex-football player, the butch guy. Yeah, <laughs> let them let them work it out. Yeah. Let them work it like, out. Like like you okay. get your ass just talking. You get your ass up front and you do what I tell you. Like those type of dudes, right? Right. Like I, I think they just didn't care. Right. And then I got I got caught in the bathroom with a girl one time by a female teacher. Oh. And nothing happened. And we didn't do anything. I was just there. I just wanted to, you know, we weren't doing yeah. anything. You guys were just talking. Yeah, but nothing happened. What? <laughs> Seriously, nothing happened. I didn't get suspended or nothing. I would have at least like thought, and you guys got caught. We got caught. Well, I mean, we didn't get and, caught. She's like, "What's going on?" I was like, "Oh," and I just left. And I just left. Right. You know, I just left. But we we weren't doing anything. We were just standing. right, right. So she she didn't come in on us doing anything. You know. Okay. Well, still, yeah, it was it was crazy, bro. It was. I mean, that's wild. So that's that wild. whole year, it was a culture. So when I went, so I, I transferred. I ended up transferring back to. A black school around my neighborhood, uh-huh. and it was the g- craziest culture shock ever. Because I didn't go to a normal like black school, and I'll get to that. Right. I went to one of the worst black schools in my neighborhood. <laughs> the year that I went to that school, somebody got shot. Oh man, I think I remember you and um, Akko talking about that. Yeah, the year I think he went to the same school as you did, right? Probably. I don't know. I was Largo High School, but anyway. Yeah. And it's not the worst of the worst schools, but compared to the school I went to after that, it was it was pretty bad. That yeah. year, people were getting—I mean, in the hallway, man, it was crazy. In the hallway, you didn't feel comfortable. People would get beat up. There was this one kid that just—it was one Spanish kid that was always getting beat up. Wow. He wasn't Spanish. He was like blonde. Yeah. And it yeah. was like curly haired kids. Right. You know, but he was—but he was black. But um, in the hallway, it was just commotion. The, the problem is there's a neighborhood that was close to us because I lived in, um like, Largo. I'm naming areas where I grew up. Largo, Upper Marlboro, Mitchellville area. But then the school mm. was... The kids in the school were being bused from areas like Seat Pleasant, Suitland, 
Forceville. So those were like the bad neighborhoods, right? Mm. These kids were, man, I mean, like, people were getting beat up all the time. For like weeks straight, weeks straight, they kept pulling the fire alarm. Weeks straight. Wow. I'm, and people were getting beat up. People, some, they, I mean, it was, anything bad at that school, it happened. And then somebody yeah. got shot. And I, and I was actually indirectly involved with the people or the, pe- the person who they were looking for. I was indirectly involved in that situation. And the day that yeah. the guy that got shot, I stayed home from school. Oh my god! Yeah, I think I remember you telling uh, you and Akko were exchanging stories because he grew up in Prince George's County too, right? And you guys, you guys were talking about the same schools. He's younger, yeah. So he went like he's you know years later, but it was it, right. It was I mean, it was crazy. Uh, yeah. I mean, so I'll tell you the story because I don't want to take too much time. But we're we'll, we'll gonna hit two hours. It doesn't matter. Uh, but um, there's a kid that I used to hang around in my neighborhood. He had, a car. Yeah. he had a car. So uh-huh. I was in his car. This was like, uh, you know, I was like 13, 14, right? Yeah. I was like 14. So we were in his car, you know, and we were driving. And he just, he was just learning how to drive. So he, okay. he kept stopping and starting. That was a stick shift. I don't know. What, it was a manual. Probably, but I didn't know what was going on. But so there was okay. this group of kids in our neighborhood. Like, you know, yeah, you're not, well, in our neighborhood, we had these groups where you like, oh, that's the, those are the, that's the, those are those guys. Right. That's that. That's a rough crowd. That's that crew, right? Right. So we, he pulled up in front of this, this crew and he drove off. And then the next day, one of my other friends was like, hey, man, you know, um, you know, Desai and them, man, they, they looking for you, man. I'm like, what? And, and, and mind you, I had just gone from a Catholic school the previous year and I'm still a little African kid, so I don't know what he's talking about. Like, right. I don't, I don't live the life that they live right like you know right. those what's the name Design them they looking for you man i'm like what are you and, and I, but that point i that's that's when i hit my max frustration right because i'm like i don't do anything to you people i don't right. bother you i don't make fun of you i don't do anything but you guys are always pretty much fucking with me you know right so the next day i go to school and when i walk home i see a big crowd across the street from my school and if you live in black neighborhoods, you understand that that means that somebody's about to get 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 whipped. Because right. I mean, I'm talking about there's like a like twenty thirty people just in oh a, that's a that's a crowd like a twenty thirty people in a big crowd across the street from my school, and I'm walking. So I had a big one of those big leather jackets, mm-hmm. one of those big like DMX Rough Rider leather jackets, right? Leather, <laughs> leather jackets, right? Okay. So I cross the street, but then I, I zip my jacket up all the way and I stick my head in my jacket so you can't see me, right? Uh-huh. I cross the street and play it cool. I mean, I play it so cool, like I don't even know what's going on. But as I'm walking, somebody says, hey, is that him? <laughs> but I play it cool. Man, I mean, I, I, I am proud. I, I'm proud of my 14-year-old self. Oh, I am God. proud of my 14-year-old self. Even after they yelled that out, yeah. you, were, you still played it cool? Because I'm, I'm a walker, so I walk home, right? So I, I I just played it cool, but they were I they were across the street from the school. But when I when I crossed the street, I crossed the other side of the street from them. So you know you know so so oh. we they were we were they were across the street from the school perpendicular, but I crossed the street on their side. But I I crossed parallel on the other side right. of the street. So anyway, yeah. So I keep walking. I play cool like I don't even know what's going on. Like I don't know what you got to talk about. And I see I hit I, when I, I seen the corner right. As soon as I hit the corner, I was gone. I mean, 
I was Hussein Bolt. <laughs> and then the next day, I didn't go to school. Did you um, intentionally skip school because of that? Yeah, I was scared. Okay. I was scared. <laughs> I was like, yo, I'm scared. You know, this guy says they're looking for me. The next day, the next day, I see a big crowd across school, and I think those are the same guys that they say were looking for me. I didn't do anything. Somebody yells out, "Is, hey, is that him?" <laughs> you know. And then the next day, there's more trouble, and somebody gets shot. Oh, you rightfully stayed. Yeah, home. the day I that mean... I stayed home from school, somebody got shot. That and that, so this is when I was at my complete fed up level. Like again, I'm oh I'm a God, I'm a little man. I'm a, I'm 14 year old African kid. I've never really messed with. <sighs> mess with nobody you know I, right. I do my i'm already getting getting flack from my parents because i'm not you know a 4.0 student or whatever right you know and i'm like oh, wow. I, I have i was maximum frustration wow man so i finished that year out but then eventually we move again so we move into a ritzier neighborhood right right you know because like, like i said as we got Better the longer you got, yeah, the longer you guys were in that area, yeah, we, you were financially more stable. And we moved to another. So when we moved to this next neighborhood, I went to a better school, and this okay. was actually this was to me this was a good school. But again, I'm, I mean, I'm, you know, whenever it's a black school, people you know say it's not that good. But right, I mean, I've I read Shakespeare and Charles Dickens, you know, yeah. the, the stuff. Look, the stuff was there. the students didn't use it, but the stuff was there, right. Right. Okay. I got you. I mean, I, I, you know, you know, I took algebra and trig and all, and you know, all that stuff. I, do, I mean, it was a good. I mean, I, and I still didn't apply myself, but I started to apply myself there because I was actually going to a better school. Right. You're when being you, encouraged. When you, You're being encouraged. When you start actually going to a better school, and then they cut off, cut out all the riffraff, and you focus on. If I had went to school with people like I know in college, my entire life. Yeah. I'll probably be in Harvard. You know. Right. But anyway, that's neither, right. that's neither here or there. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, so, uh, so I went to Flowers, Charles Herbert Flowers in, in Springdale, Maryland. Because I lived in, at this time, I lived in Bowie. So I moved to Bowie. Okay. I went to Flowers. I had, and this, and um, what I did mention is that from a, from like seventh grade to like ninth, seventh grade, basketball was my focus. But, you know, yeah. I, I stopped growing. I wasn't as good as like my brother, you know. Um, I started getting depressed, you know. So, right. ninth, tenth grade, I stopped playing basketball. So when I stopped playing basketball, I had nothing. Mm. So like eleventh, twelfth grade, I started saying, you know, let me just focus on my education. I started building goals. Eleventh, twelfth grade. So ninth, okay. ninth, tenth grade, I was in that area. Like, what am I going to do in my life? I'm not playing basketball anymore. Basketball was was a significant portion of my life up until this point. I'm not playing anymore. So I said, let me start focusing on you know building my future. You know, and I was still awkward. I still didn't have a lot of friends. I didn't have that many, that much social skills. My, I have African parents who don't teach, who don't teach you how to socialize in, in, in the American way. You know, you know, there's a lot of stuff going on. Right. You know, a lot, right. a lot of stuff going on. So I ended up, um, so I, I, I started college a, a little bit late because I didn't know what I wanted to do or where I was going. Right. Okay. So I took a semester at a community college. Then I, then I went to Morgan. And then eventually, I ended up earning a scholarship at Morgan. Okay. So, like, so that can tells you, like, that, that tells you. So, I went from not doing anything in high school to the next, the the very next experience. I get a full scholarship. You know. Yeah. See, and that's that's the thing. And man. I didn't start it's... applying myself until like the end of twelfth grade. And that's yeah. I mean, that's really late in the game. Too, late. You still late in the game. 
Late, late, yeah. Late, late. But but again, that's what I realized that school is kind of school is very important. I mean, but school only rewards the brightest, the, the very brightest. Like the very brightest move on to do great things, right? right. Everybody else in my opinion, right? It's, like the very the, the very brightest goes to your Harvards or the top of your classes and they become surgeons and top lawyers and but everybody else pretty much becomes government employees or uh, admin workers. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? But um, I realized that school, once you get to college, you start over. Yeah. Yeah, I could see that. I yeah. could see that. <clears throat> once, you get, once you get to college, you start over. And then what you do in college determines, like, the rest of your life, kind mm-hmm. of. I mean, if you're behind, you're behind. But you, but you have, in college, you have the latitude to make right. it up. Right, extra tut- extra tutoring, summer courses, extra time. It's really just time and, and yeah. effort. Uh, so in, in college, I took advantage of time and effort. I got scholarships. When I got that, once I got that first scholarship, it encouraged me more. And then I tried harder, and I got and I kept the scholarship. Right. You know, I started taking like a fifteen, seventeen credits in one semester. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, I mean, it was I, I took. I mean, I was taking classes in winter break. You know, it was crazy. <sighs> You just needed that reinforced uh, reinforcement. Yeah, I you mean know, that encouragement. I mean, <clears throat> if I look if I look back, I wish I can, I wish I can go back in time and aid my parents in raising us. Right. Because I mean, they did the best they can. They're foreigners in a foreign country trying to right. make it, dealing with the, uh, the ups and downs and the you know. When did um, when my, did you realize their uh, that whole scenario? Like, <clears throat> I'll explain what I mean. Like. It took me a while to understand, like, um, look at it from the perspective of my uncle when we moved here, because I was just thinking of the move in terms of myself, the move, like, how it affected me. But when did you, like, what age or did you realize it at the time that their perspective of what was happening was different than yours? I mean, my parents and I, my dad... In particular, but my parents and I, there was always a disconnect. Our, our, the tr- our, me and my siblings always knew that our parents had a different way of looking right. at things, and there was a disconnect. Okay. We didn't, we didn't understand it completely, but we knew it was there. Mm-hmm. I guess I didn't really fully, completely understand. I'm just really starting now to understand the f- the totality of disconnect, like in my late twenties or yeah, 30s. same here. Yeah, that's when I started too. I'm looking at, I'm looking at, I'm looking back, like wow. Like there was so much missing, and I'm not blaming them. They did a look. Anybody who can go to a foreign right. country and make it and have kids and raise kids, and the kids are not in prison right. or dead or in jail. I mean, I mean, my parents worked. They 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 endured a lot. They made a lot of mistakes. I'm not I'm not going to admit it. I'm I'm, I'm not going to deny it. Deny it. I'm not going to deny it. I'm not saying they're bad people, but they made a lot of sure. mistakes. I mean, there are a lot of there are a lot of mentalities in Africa that just don't work. Yeah. Um, and other places. I mean, are your parents um, human? Okay. Yeah, of okay. course. <laughs> what the hell was that? What kind of question I'm was just that? saying because humans make mistakes. You know, like every, you know, exactly. I mean, I mean, well, I mean, I wasn't trying to say that they were bad people. Right. Right. I got. I'm you. not saying that. They, I, I got you. I'm just saying that because of the different cultures and the, um, you know, lack of knowledge of how the U.S. works, and even a lack of the area where they were raising mm. their kids, you know, they just there's stuff that they didn't right. know. So I apologize if I be, if I if I made it seem like I was getting go, getting down on them. That's not what I was trying to do. 
No, I get it. I get it, man. I, yeah, I, no, I was not. I'm, I'm definitely not trying to down them. I don't have kids. I don't know if I could even do a better job if I have kids. Yeah. I, I, honestly, I mean, just taking care of myself. The last ten years have been pretty rough. Right. right. You know? So I mean, imagine kids, and they had four kids around the same age. That's a whole different dynamic, right? <laughs> a whole different four four kids around the same age. We were born in eighty three. 80, 83, 84, 85, 87. Man. So I don't know what <laughs> type of act they were having they had back in the 80s, but they had four kids back to back to back. Pop, pop, pop. Yeah. Pop, 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 man. Mom must have been looking real good back in the 80s, man. Hey, you know, know what they say, shoot or shoot, you know? Hey, hey, shoot, 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 That's shoot right? That's it. That's it. Kobe. Oh, man. Jordan wasn't the only one hitting Jays in the 80s. In the, in the 80s, you know, some some dudes weren't missing. Some guys weren't missing. But no, um... Oh, man. Nah, but that's that's that. All right, I'm going to switch it back to you because I've, I've taken a very well, long time. Well, I just... I'm, I'm, I really... I. I didn't know a lot. I mean, I learned a lot tonight. Um, there's a lot of stuff that I didn't know about you that um, I learned. But I was just going to ask if maybe we could do like a part two another time. Maybe split this up into two parts and keep the listeners, you know, wanting more or whatever. <laughs> well, I mean, you still look, we still got a good 20 minutes of you, bro. <sighs> I know. I know. I just, I don't know. I don't know if I can. Uh, I don't know if I got 20 minutes in me. Hey, Plus, look, I got to pee again. Say, so, like, I don't, I, hey, bro, <laughs> I, I'm going to tell you right now. To all my listeners out there, to all my, anybody who's listening, Kiko is a fake. It'll, it'll happen. He's a faker. It'll happen, though. I'm telling you. I'm telling you, it's going to happen. <laughs> he, he's, a, he's, a, he's a flaker. I am. He's a faker. I'm, put, I'm, I'm calling him to the carpet right now. You giving us 20 minutes, I don't care. He's, he's absolutely right. No, he's, you're absolutely. You you because once you get off this phone, I'm no, gonna see you for a good two no, weeks, three months. No. no, bro. If we don't get it done now, it's not gonna, look. <laughs> Ellicott City, go ahead. Let's okay. go. All right. So um where did where did I leave off? Middle school. Right? Um middle school, yeah. Basketball. That's that was our connection. You had basketball, I had basketball, but then you said you had uh travel, which I had yeah. two seasons and only made it to one. So I'll explain I mean, I guess I really don't need to explain that, but, um, yeah. So, but I would play, I would play basketball with my friends, um, from middle school in the summertime. Like that was as much as I enjoyed like riding bikes, going to the park, being out in nature in Wisconsin, um, playing basketball in the summertime at a friend's house, like riding my bike to my friend's (laughs) house and then playing basketball all day long and just being all sweaty and uh you know funky and all that and hanging out and just talking or whatever that was the highlight that was that was the highlight of my uh my middle school days because that was how i spent my summers that's how i spent my free time right um but then what happened we ended up the three of us the triple towers uh ended up getting split up or two of us went to one high school. High school kind of split us up because it was all redistricted at that time. Um, 
so I ended up going to school in Ellicott City with my friend Eric, who was one of the triple towers. And then our friend Chris went to Wild Lake in, uh, in Columbia. So we didn't see each other as often and we didn't play basketball. We weren't balling, you know, during the summers as much. We catch each other here and there. We started making new friends and, you know, like uh, going our separate ways or whatever. And uh, I was doing the same thing in high school. Like I wasn't really taking it seriously. Um, I would like I waited till like I had counselors and stuff telling me that uh, junior year or sophomore year was like when you should start taking it seriously because, you know, your freshman year, that was like for um I don't know. Like it really didn't count. That was like your trial year or whatever. Right. Um, and then like sophomore year, you're supposed to be, you know, really honing in and taking the honors and um, doing all that. Um, so like, yeah, I was surprised when you told me you're doing the same thing too. Like you, you didn't figure it out until like senior year, like, uh, yeah. You got a later start, but you still ended up making it work. Um, yeah, so then that was what was that was uh high school, that was high school. Um, and then I ended up like right out of high school, I went to Morgan, had you know all these um opportunities because my uncle was teaching there he was he was working there at that time that's why we ended up moving to maryland was because uh he got a job at uh at morgan doing the same thing that he was doing in wisconsin um was that lane lane dude's mothers (laughs) i thought we weren't gonna bring that up (laughs) oh oh my bad my bad my bad my bad Uh, never mind never mind (laughs) Oh, he was teaching. He was teaching. teaching yes, right? exactly. He yeah. was a professor. Teaching, teaching lessons. Yes, teaching lessons. He was a professor. Of, of, of an educational <laughs> nature. Yes. <laughs> higher education. That's what it was. Higher, Hi, higher, higher education. education. I'll, I'll leave it there. Um, yeah, so no. So uh, so then he got a job at, at Morgan. Um and that's what I'm saying. Like throughout my life, there's been this pattern where uh, I'll I'll have all the opportunities in front of me. Like I had, it seemed like anyways, from what you told me, like I had way more opportunities and I was put in more like positive environments. Um, yeah. I mean, I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to, I, I'm not trying to, I'm, I'm not trying to get down on you. I mean, we all, the, the one, one of the great, okay, I'll, I'll say this. One of the great things about my experience is that, because I always ended up being one of the smarter kids yeah. in my classes, yeah. I, I always knew in the back of my mind is that all I have to do is try and I'll do mm-hmm. well. But, you know, but if I went to a school like in Wisconsin or, you know, like in City, maybe I wouldn't have been one of the smartest guys in the classroom, right? Well, and maybe my, conf- maybe my confidence would have dropped, you know? That's true. I mean, I guess, you know, we, we, both, we both grew up in our, you know, but I just, for me, what it was for me, like, I just, uh, I just didn't, like, I look back on some stuff and I don't regret it now. Like, it's fine. It happened. That's who I was. But um, 
I just had tons of opportunities to do things and to, um, with just minimal effort. Like I didn't have to, I wasn't the one fighting for these, you know, certain things. Like my uncle was fighting a lot for me as a kid. Like he would always push to have me in the higher level classes. And uh, for instance, freshman year, every freshman in high school, at least my high school or Howard County was at the time supposed to take earth science as their main, as their science course. Uh, my uncle was like, no, he's not going to take our science. He's going to take biology, which was sophomore level science. So he just, you know, had this belief in me like, hey, you can do this. Um, and then he also put me in a position where I had to do it because, you know, I needed to pass that class. <laughs> so, no, no, but I, I got to point out something. I read Malcolm Gladwell's book recently. Yeah. And I, African people do that. Yeah. One, of the re- one thing I forgot to tell people is that our parent, my dad started us early. Mm-hmm. So because I had a late birthday mm-hmm. through grade school, I was always almost a year, I was pretty much a year younger than all of my classmates. Okay. But the thing is that because I was so much younger than everybody, honestly, truthfully, I developed, my development wasn't as, as far as, as far as theirs. So like, 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 let's say we start kindergarten, mm-hmm. right? They've already, they had a, 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 at age six, a year of experience is a big difference. Oh, yeah, yeah. During that period of time? Oh, yeah. Right. So I'm starting kindergarten at five. They're starting kindergarten at six uh, or first, or first uh, grade. Uh, so, I mean, so I was always playing. I mean, even though I ended up being one of the smartest kids in my class, but I was always playing catch up. Because we started out, because I was always almost a year younger than everybody. Uh, and pe- people don't understand, my, my body didn't develop okay. as fast as everybody else's. My mind might not have developed as fast as everybody else's. I mean, that was a disadvantage, you know? Uh, I mean, but Malcolm Gladwell's book told me that because he's, he did an experiment. I mean, I mean he, obviously, he did research, researching the best hockey players in Canada. Right. And in the book, he, uh, he uh, points out that the best hockey players in Canada are all born in January, February, March. Oh, yeah. What was the correlation? He said that because in um, what, what they do is that the, in whatever grade you're in in school, mm-hmm. the, the, um, the hockey teams would pick the best students from that grade and develop those students. Okay. Right? So they'll, 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 they'll develop the best kids in hockey to be the stars pretty much, right? right? They'll, they'll take the best kids in whatever grade or whatever class, whatever, whatever grade they're in, and only the best make the team. And then the best, the best who make the team, they get to develop and train okay. them, right? But Malcolm Gladwell pointed out that the kids that were the best in, like, first, second, third, and fourth grade weren't the best. They were just the most developed, the strongest, uh, okay. the biggest. Okay, I see. So, so every year, the people who were born in January, February, March, in, like, second, third, fourth grade, are always the biggest. So they're the ones that right? get picked. So they're the ones they're the ones who get picked and they're the ones who get trained. Oh, okay, I got you. Because they they've had more time to develop. So Malcolm Gladwell pointed out that that system is cutting out half the talent because they didn't give the uh people born in November, December and uh you know October time to develop. Uh-huh. So they never they never then so if you so Malcolm Gladwell pointed out if you were born in October, November, December in in Canada 
you were most likely not going to be a hockey player. Wow. Okay. Because you didn't get that development early on. You didn't right. Get that. And that's the same thing. And that's what I was trying to correlate to. Uh, African parents always trying to get their kids anything younger, right. get into higher, but they don't understand that you're putting your kids in situations with people who are more developed than right. they are. Well, I think they do. That's why they do it because they think it's going to. But the thing is, there, there's a, there's a, there's a, and I, I think you and I can actually be a good example of this. There's a difference between opportunity and encouragement, enthusiasm. Right. Okay. Just because you put me in a classroom full of these people doesn't mean that I'm going to succeed because maybe I'm not as smart as them. Maybe I'm not as experienced as they are. Maybe they make me feel like I'm less than. Right. You know, so that's going to curve my enthusiasm. Right. And, that's, and that's going to make me not try. And that's, that potentially can make me not succeed. But if you put me in a classroom where I'm the best student or I'm the most developed student, that's going to build my confidence. Right. And I'm going to try harder. And I'm actually going to fulfill that destiny of being the best right. student. You know, I, I can say that happened to me at Morgan. When I got to Morgan and I started taking these classes and I realized that I went to good schools in Prince George's um, County. And then I learned, I, like a lot of people in my classroom didn't read, uh, you know, Charles Dickens. They didn't, they didn't read, uh, you know, uh, or they didn't, they didn't really pay attention to Shakespeare. Right. And, and, I, and I learned that I, I was at a higher level of math than a lot of people at Morgan, mm. right? It gave me the confidence to do more. Okay. You know, I did well at Morgan because I came in doing well. That, that makes sense. yeah, that makes sense now. I understand what you're saying now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but again, that's neither here or there. But again, but like, but, but I, I just wanted to point out. You know, I've noticed that I see I see that happen when people try to put younger kids in the classrooms. Mm-hmm. I mean, younger kids into higher classes early. It, it might work out well, but it might stifle their development. Yeah, there's a tie. Um... There's a Thai uh, family that I work with who uh, they, they're trying to balance that out. They're trying to work that balance where they don't want to push their kids too hard because the father is about my age. Um, well, both the parents are about my age. They're a little bit older than me, but he realized because <clears throat> he grew up, <clears throat> both of them were born in Thailand, raised in Thailand. And uh, he realized growing up that once he graduated from college, he was a mechanical engineer. He was like top of his class, graduated early. And then he started working and he had this like epiphany where he was like, what did I do all that for? Like, did I just like uh, blow through school and, you know, study all the time just to start working? before everybody else like it doesn't it didn't make sense to him like he really thought about it yeah so he's got kids now and he's trying to balance that out to where he's like i want my son to do well in school and realize his potential like academically but i also want him to uh have fun like he's his son's also involved in sports and stuff too so yeah i mean i remember um and um, back when kids were saying I was African and I was dumb or what, yeah. stuff like that, they also say, I would tell them my age and they're like, I, I would tell them my age and I'll say, oh, in, like in sixth uh, grade, oh, I'm, I'm 10. Like, you're 10? <laughs> <laughs> I, thought you were, I thought you stayed back. I didn't know you were that, you know. And I went, when I went to that white private school, 
I was 13 in um, ninth, ninth, ninth grade. grade, right? And then all these white kids were like, you're 13? Because <laughs> I'm like 6'2". I'm the same height as I right. am now. Like, you're 13? You know, I'm like, yeah, I'm 13, you know? And it's like, oh, dude, I'm world. But anyway, yeah, but, <laughs> but that's how the, that's how the white kids were. Okay? No, I know. But I know. It, but it, but it was like um, it was weird. I like I didn't realize that I was that I didn't realize that I was younger than everybody until people pointed, pointed it, out. it out. Yeah. And and I didn't realize until I got to my thirties to say maybe that's why you kind of didn't you know fit in as much, you know, because you first you were African, right. you look you look different. You smell different because your parents make different make different food than everybody yes. else, and you're also younger than everybody, so you haven't developed as much as they have. Yeah, I never. Uh, you know? See, I had the opposite of that. I was uh, always bigger than everybody else. No, I was always bigger than everybody, but I was always younger, younger. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm a I'm a big right. guy. I mean, you know, I'm a big right. guy, but I was always younger. Right. You know, until I had to, you know, but yeah, whatever. Well. Man, I don't know if I got another uh, fifteen in me. You know, we're done. We're, we're done. We're done, man. I, <laughs> you know, I, I, I can tell. You know, I, when we start getting deep into your no, I'm I old, just, I, you know, it's, it's. Um, I, I, I really got to pee. That's part of it. That's one, one part of it. Bro, you can, you can no, take I a know, pee I, break I, and I come know, back. I know, but then also, like, I, um, I kind of want to save. Well, that too. You know, I'm an old man, but. Uh, I kind of want to save, you know, maybe uh, some more for later. Maybe we do a part two. But I'm serious about it. Like, we'll get together, do a part two. Um, I won't flake okay. out, which I have been known to do, but I will not. Well, that's not perfect because we're about to hit the 90-minute mark in like 10 oh, seconds. Okay. What's the limit? So, um, uh, probably two hours. Okay. I don't know. Okay. I mean, I'll, I'll, when, I, when I edit it, I'll see what happens because I know it starts to trip after a while. Oh, all right. All right. But no, but no, but this was a good talk. This, this, yeah, this man. was a good talk. Yeah, I feel like I, I feel like I overshare, but I do it because I, I if my sharing can help somebody somewhere, I'm I, I'm way I'm way over myself. I I stopped being over myself at like thirty one. Oh, so I'm completely over myself. Like I don't care anymore. So you can think what you want about me. You can say if I if my words can help somebody else, then I'm fine. I'm happy. Has podcasting helped that out? Do you think? With with helping people? No, or? just like being getting over yourself. More, I got to That's a whole. We're gonna have another talk. I got over myself after like several midlife crises uh-huh. back to back. Okay, you know. So yeah, we, we'll talk about that in another episode because I, I think I think that's helpful. So because guys who hit like twenty nine to thirty one, thirty two, yeah. they might they might need to hear that. You know, I hear you. Yeah, so we'll talk about that okay. later. Okay. Well, no, it was definitely but, uh, a but good I, talk, but, man. I appreciate this. I I wanted to. Um, I want to get myself amped up. That's why I was just like, "Let's go!" <laughs> yeah, no, we'll, we'll we'll get we'll do another one. We'll do part two. We're so are you committed to a part two? Yes. All right, because I feel like this this one wasn't as funny as I wanted it to be. No, it was fun, man. I this was this was more like Doctor Phil. This wasn't like <laughs> it was when great. We talk, it was great. I really enjoyed it. Like I really had a good time though. When we talk, we it's funny. This wasn't as funny. I want I want the world to but see it's gotta, funny. It's got to come naturally. I got it's you. It's got to come you. naturally, or else it won't be funny. I got you. you I know? got you. All right, so um, we'll do we'll do a part two. So uh, on that note, yeah, man. 
Kiko, I appreciate you getting on the phone with me tonight. I really do appreciate it. No, no it. problem. Thank you for having me on. I really appreciate it, man. Appreciate you. Part two, part two is going to be killer. Yeah. Um, you're going to talk mostly in part two because I think I killed part one. That's fine. But anyway, all right, man. So shout out to everybody out there. Shout out to Sweden. shout out to Sweden. Always shout out to Sweden because I got I don't know why I have followers <laughs> in Sweden. But I check my stats and I see Sweden. So I love Sweden. I love you guys. I'm gonna learn the Swedish I'm gonna learn the Swedish word just, just for, you. for you guys. Just for you guys out yes. there in Sweden. And Uzbekistan. You got some peoples in Uzbekistan, right? I oh, wish I did, okay. but I don't. Okay. I, there's Austria, the South Africa, and there's Puerto Rico and Sweden. I don't know where these people Puerto came Rico. from. Puerto Rico. But I got like one dude in Puerto Rico. So holding it strong, man. Yeah, hey, my whole, hey, holding hey. it down during hurricane season. Buenos dias, my, me and me going Puerto Rico. Mi, mi hermano. hermano. Uh, que pasa, mi hermano. But anyway, we'll talk, okay. man. I'll okay. see you. All right, man. All right. See Peace. you, buddy. Bye. See you. Welcome to the Thunder Podcast, where we want to hear your story, a podcast about your life, what you live, what you go through, where everybody has an interesting story to tell. So please sit back and enjoy the ride.